Ribbon Content presents Batman The Audio Adventures. sound of Stoveplate Sullivan and his Potbelly Orchestra. Just one example of the world-class arts and culture you can see every day on Gotham City One. Welcome back to our annual member pledge drive. I'm station manager Marisol Drummond. For over 30 years, Gotham City One has brought you news, weather, and traffic from around Gotham Land 24 hours a day, seven days a week but we depend on your generous donations to keep bringing Gotham City to Gotham City for another 30 years and beyond. That number again is Cloisters 50101, and you can have this Stoveplate Sullivan's Greatest Hits album for a minimum pledge of just $200. It's a great deal. Oh, I'm told we have an Eddie N on the line. Thanks for holding. I know you've been patient. Are you there, Eddie? Oh, crap. Eddie N. What? Is it... I thought we had Eddie N on the line? I... Yeah, I... I'm his assistant. He just told me to watch his phone. I didn't ask why. Maybe he said, I don't know. So do you want him? I think... I think you called us. Uh... Whatever, probably. Hey, Eddie, they took your call or whatever. I've got... Th th thank you, Miss Tuesday. Marisol Drummond. Fast Eddie N here. What a thrill. Big fan of Gotham City One. I love Jack Ryder. I love the Gotham Gourmet. I love your award-winning documentaries on Gotham City history. And I just love all the hard-hitting coverage from transit reporter Myron Armbruster. Wow, Eddie N, and I love your enthusiasm. What do you think's your favorite thing about Gotham City One? Gee, Marisol, that's really not a good question. It's bad. <laughs> You're bad. You're really bad at your job. <laughs> what? Look, I tried to make this work. Right up top, I told you a bunch of things I like, basically doing your job for you, and now you need me to narrow it down? No wonder people hate pledge drives. Every year, you amateurs beg for change like bums. Cut him off. And you got us hostage, don't you know? I know a thing or two about taking hostages, so every year I'm forced to cough up some ducats to you grabby mendicants because I just want it to stop. I just want to sit in peace and watch hard-hitting coverage from transit reporter Myron Armbruster. He really does do a great job. I don't think I'm laying it on too thick to give another shout-out to Myron. Give what do you mean? that guy a Gothi award already. What do you mean you can't cut him off? 
No, Marisol, that was a bad question. And you have a bad braid. <laughs> but I've got an interesting question. We have to be able to... Riddle me this. 50 score of 12 have I. A fortnight more will lay nine by. If I collect till solstice moon, how many will I have in June? I, 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 I don't... Of course you don't, Marisol. But the good news, honey, is I wasn't asking you. No, I'm looking at those sadists back there behind you answering phones. The phone bank? If one of them doesn't input the right number into their phone in the next 60 seconds, let's just say is transit reporter Myron Armbruster out of the building? Please evacuate Myron. He's not part of this. Uh, I, I don't. Does anyone? Can we just cut to a commercial? Nobody panic. Gotham. A box of indescribable treasures, hopelessly rusted shut. Join us now for a tale of life and death in Gotham City, February 9th. As the Gotham City One studio erupts into mayhem, a separate scene of panic unfolds outside the old Gotham City Opera House. It's an unwelcome interruption to a badly needed night of leisure for Bruce Wayne. At faithful Alfred's insistence, Robin was sent on patrol to let a weary, tuxedo-clad Bruce enjoy an evening of pleasant company and wholesome Gotham nightlife. But just as Bruce Wayne's thoughts begin to soar with the lilting aria of the prima donna, <laughs> the Joker brings him crashing back down to the filthy Gotham sidewalks. We are still days away from the Feast of St. Valentine's, but the Joker is getting the word out to save the date. Oh, Bruce, thank you, dear boy. Thank you, you saved my life. I'm sure you're exaggerating, Mrs. Puttermesser. It was nothing, really. Now, please be careful getting home. You've had quite a scare. Finding a shadowy spot amid the mayhem, Bruce Wayne steps aside to check in with his young ward and crime-fighting partner. Robin, report. Scene is secure. A lot of very rattled opera lovers, but zero casualties. That's not a stat the Joker usually posts. Think of it as a trailer for a coming attraction. This stunt tonight, he was doing promotion, hyping his upcoming performance this Valentine's Day. He advertises his crimes. He'd tell you every new show needs a killer marketing campaign. I'm just glad no one got hurt. Joker just hasn't gotten to the hurting people part yet, Robin. But why is that, Batman? He'd tell you comedy is all about timing. Continue to monitor the... So, Bruce Wayne's superhero. Suddenly, Bruce's shadowy spot is flooded by the probing light of journalistic inquiry. Excuse me? Superhero? That seems to be the headline talking to this crowd. Vicki Vale, Mr. Wayne, Gotham Gazette. Did Mrs. Puttermesser tell you a tale? She's incorrigible. I suppose I held the door open as I exited, Ms. Vale. Does that count as heroism? I'm happy to hear it was helpful. And we've met, you know. Yes, that's not remotely in line with eyewitness reports, Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne, please, Bruce. I think you've even been to my house, Miss Vale. Everyone's saying you carried unconscious victims out of there two at a time like they were grocery sacks. Why don't we... Now, I'm going to say no up front to a nightcap. Uh... So how about you drop the adorable modesty and give me the story? Uh... Just as Miss Vale prepares to administer the stress test of Bruce's improvisational skills, Sweet release. 
I was on duty at the scene when the disturbance occurred, Miss Vale. I'm happy to answer your questions. I appreciate that, Robin. Thank you. The Batman says an informed public is a necessity for civil order. And I'd love to interview you separately. Right now, I'm taking Mr. Wayne's statement. Oh, well, I I'm sure Mr. Wayne doesn't... Tell me, if you would, how the incident played out from your vantage point, Bruce. Oh, boy. The waltz number just started, and there was a ruckus. I don't know what exactly. I'll be honest, Miss Vale, I was desperately in search of more ice for the champagne bucket in my private box. My date was... Say, where is my date? It was knockout gas, Miss Vale. A pressurized device hidden in a cello case. Joker's gang had a man in the orchestra. Well, as the cast on stage succumbed to the gas, suddenly a small figure crept out from behind the curtain in a clown costume. I didn't know if it was a child or a frail woman or a castrato. Where would the Joker get a castrato? Oh, uh, never mind. Go on. Whatever it was, this little clown homunculus began to sing. It was awful. Disturbing. I'll say, the Joker obviously doesn't know his Strauss from his Leon Cavallo. You want to break that down for the lunch pail set? Tonight's performance was Strauss's Der Fledermaus. Joker interrupted it with music that's famously from Leon Cavallo's Pagliacci. No idea what that was about. I do. Think of it as a trailer for a coming attraction, Miss Vale. He interrupted the opera of the bat with Pagliacci. The opera of the clown. At any rate, it was out of tune. The message is simple, though. The Joker is planning something deadly for this Valentine's Day. Something he's calling Dark Purple Dawn. I'll supply you with further details as they emerge, Miss Vale. You do that, Boy Wonder. And thank you for the service you do for the city. I'm sure my parents would be very proud of you. Thank you, Mr. Wayne. Now, if you'll both excuse me, I'm gonna try to salvage the evening. And I've gotta get back on patrol. Good night, Miss Vale. The brooding billionaire and his young ward part ways, but remain in communication. Thanks for your help in a tight spot, chum. Now get changed. Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson have a sudden social obligation. What's up, Bruce? Tonight, there's a black tie ribbon cutting ceremony at the Gotham Museum. Right. For the brand new Oswald C. Cobblepot Hall of Penguins. I've just heard that the penguin himself is going to attend after all. Oh, boy. I'm guessing he's not just taking the high road. He wants revenge against the museum chairman. And apparently he's willing to pause his bizarre feud with Two-Face to get it. Expect unusual cruelty tonight, Robin. Be ready for anything. Don't go away. The museum is just down the street from the Opera House. From Halley's Circus. And they are advising civilians not to approach the escape gorilla unless he puts down the... your home, stay toasty warm through Gotham's coldest summer storms. Hey, Gotham City, it's almost March. Do you know where your home heating oil is? Sure, we all know winter's on its way out, but so is Mr. Freeze of Lockup again. That's right, folks. Gotham's own Old Man Winter is scheduled for release from Arkham Asylum on March 1st. Do you have enough heating oil to last this summer? 
Do you remember when Mr. Freeze flash froze Gotham Harbor? Pretty sure that was in May. Oh, and how about that great Gotham blizzard? Remember that? That was the blizzard that canceled the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, don't be a schnook. They're letting the freeze guy off the hook. So come get a summer's worth of heating oil from me. Heating oil Doyle. I know it sounds insane, but don't fight it. This is the new normal. If you freeze this June, there's no excuse. You knew they turned the freeze guy loose. That's Heating Oil Doyle's House of Home Heating Oil in Sprangtown off I-57, 14 miles past Wayne Memorial Airfield on the edge of Slaughter Swamp. What? That's what they call it. Gotham, a splendid cabinet of grotesqueries for the sophisticated degenerate. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. The sprawling Gotham Museum is a trove of antiquities and natural wonders that rivals the finest in Europe. Here in the wildlife of the Polar Regions Hall, Bruce Wayne and his young ward, Dick Grayson, arrive to a swinging scene of high society. There's Penguin. He's up to something, all right. He'd never be here on time if he wasn't. The board of the museum has no idea what they've done. They think they're having a little spat with Oswald Cobblepot on the society page. They don't realize the Penguin considers this a lethal insult. Mingle around the party with your ears on. I'm gonna chat Penguin up and plan a number four listening device if I can. Copy that. Bruce Wayne confidently makes his way through the party to the obscene plutocrat. Good evening, Oswald. Ah, Wayne. <laughs> Truly honored you didn't just send the butler in your place as per usual. Hope you pay that man well. He has the busiest social calendar in Gotham. <laughs> yes. Well, Oswald, I just wanted to express my congratulations to you for your recent acquisition. The frozen mammoth specimen you want at auction will make an impressive centerpiece for your Ice Age gala. Oh, no, you don't, Wayne. Don't try to sauce my gander. I know you're furious I've got that prehistoric pachyderm instead of this museum. It's no secret I don't like you hoarding an important scientific discovery for your own profit, but I don't see any reason for there to be bad blood between us. Don't worry a big square head about that, Wayne. We've never had problems because you're an infectual counterfeit of your tediously virtuous parents. Wish this town had more muscle-bound milk toasts like you, bruisey old bean. <laughs> and just don't try to horn in on my action and we'll be fine. You mean wet my beak, Oswald, with you? <laughs> oh, I'd never. Why, you? But before the sputtering bird can load return fire, the men are joined by the object of Oswald's ire, the aged chairman of the board of the Gotham Museum. Young Bruce Wayne, I say. Chairman Waterbury, I'd hope to see you tonight. Good to see you looking so fit, Professor. Oh, my dear boy, I still can't accept that you've grown so. Am I really as old as I look? And Oswald Cobblepot. So, you showed up to cut the ribbon after all. Why shouldn't I, Waterbury? My name is on your petty little exhibit. I paid for it, as you well know. Was this all a penguin stunt supposed to humiliate me? If you perceive humiliation, Mr. Cobblepot, I'd suggest there are countless possible sources, given your lifestyle and your character. In stark contrast to Mr. Wayne, here, 
Oh, let's not. A true pillar of the community and the soul of scientific adventurism since he was a young boy. Isn't that right, lad? <laughs> always in the museum as a youth, always knocking on my office door with the most outlandish questions. Oh, not that outlandish, surely. What's the minimum fatal dose of tarantula venom? Oh, can voodoo priests really control minds? Oh, what's the weakest point on the human skeleton? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I was a nuisance, but enough about... And for evidence of this man's innate generosity, look above us, suspended from the ceiling there. See the life-sized model of the magnificent Tusk to Narwhal? You mean the big fish with the horn up there? I thought that was called a tunicorn. <laughs> a tunicorn! That life-sized replica was the generous donation of young Master Bruce Wayne, age nine. All he wanted for his birthday that year was for the museum to have its own narwhal. I had schoolmates who didn't believe narwhals were real. That, that seemed a shame. Oh, spare me. That is a scholar and a gentleman, Mr. Cobblepot, and his ilk is as foreign to you as the particulars of taxonomic classification and phylogenetic trees. I've given you hundreds of thousands over the years, Waterbury. I've stuffed cabinets upon cabinets full of treasures in this dump. Despite your insult, I'm here tonight at your turkey fat. Oh, you don't care about the museum, and you never have, you waddling lout. You think we're ridiculing you with this exhibit, Mr. Cobblepot? I want to put your mind at ease. You're nothing like a penguin. Penguins have a noble bearing. The malevolent mafioso narrows his beady black eyes with a murderous smile. Well, Professor, I must say, you really stuck it to me. Wouldn't you say, Wayne? <laughs> he really stuck it to me. Really got his point across. <laughs> the penguin's odd emphasis goes unnoticed by the Professor, but not by Bruce Wayne. Look above us. Look above. Touch to Really stuck it. Now that I have that out of my system, I think I can manage to say a few civil words of introduction for you, Cobblepot. So let's get this ribbon cutting over with and never speak again. I think that's exactly how it's going to go, Waterbury. As the squat gangster waddles after the aged academic to the podium, Bruce Wayne's mind begins to calculate a way to avert the obvious coming catastrophe. He signals to his young protege with urgency. Dick, we have a situation. What is it, Bruce? Good evening, and welcome to the wildlife of the polar region's wing of the Gotham Museum. Yes, thank you, thank you. I hope my remarks don't leave you cold tonight. <laughs> Your reception so far has been In less been than a minute, anything. that narwhal is gonna but break loose and fall tusk yeah, first from the ceiling to impale the professor. The Holy pincushion, how can you tell? Look there. But I noticed the whale has moved slightly since my last visit. It's been rehung in a diving posture directly over the podium, and it's rigged to fall when Penguin cuts the ribbon. I see it. The balloons drop, and so does Pointy up there. Not many options. I'll shove the professor out of the way if I have to. Uh-oh. After the Opera House, here's the Morning Gazette's banner headline, Bruce Wayne, Superhero. I'll have a tough time explaining my keen sense of danger. It's not ideal. I've got an alternative. Be ready to help calm a spooked crowd after it falls. That whale weighs several hundred pounds. Uh, waiter, 
The dashing billionaire grabs a passing champagne bottle and begins shaking it vigorously as the penguin readies his ceremonial scissors. It is indeed my honor to cut this ribbon and officially open the Hall of... <laughs> Penguins? Penguin, incidentally, not sure all of Gotham knows this, but is a cruel nickname that has been applied to me in the past. So this exhibit initially offended me. But after some reflection, I've decided to let this matter drop. Just before the penguin cuts the ribbon, Bruce Wayne pops the cork on the agitated bubbly. The tiny explosion launches the cork with great velocity across the room, where it strikes the professor square on the forehead. Ow! Sending the old gentleman staggering backward an instant before the ribbon is cut, and the betusked whale comes crashing down. It's okay, everyone. Is everyone all right? I think everyone is okay. Bruce Wayne makes his way through the startled crowd to the aid of the day's professor. Are you all right, sir? Sweet province! That tusky cetacean nearly pissed me like a shish kebab. Let me help you up. That was a close one. Too close, my boy. Oh, if that cork hadn't struck me. I'll take the blame and the credit for that one, professor. I guess it was a good thing I was so thirsty. The penguin toddles toward them in a peek. Well, well, Waterbury, old boy. You got mighty lucky tonight. Sure hope your luck lasts. Shame about your whale, Wayne. <laughs> Guess mommy and daddy can't exactly buy you a new one, eh? <laughs> Thanks for your concern. The museum has insurance. Good night, Oswald. As the sullen vulture of vice retreats to the company of his valet, Dick Grayson rejoins his guardian. That was quick thinking, Bruce. Penguin probably spent days and thousands to set that up, and you trashed his plan without even changing out of your tux. Yes, I'm afraid if Penguin wanted to dine on a dish of revenge tonight, he's going to go home hungry. So, why does Penguin look so pleased with himself right now? Indeed, far from furious, the Penguin is clucking with mirth. That's not good. Engage audio surveillance. <laughs> oh, I can hardly be angry, Mr. Tagando. That was not the main event. The evening's just getting started. Let's head over to Pier 2. Pier 2, Mr. Gobblepot? Yes, old smoke, Pier 2. The only dock on the waterfront Harvey Dent does business with. Pier 2 is two faces whole import-export operation. <laughs> what time is it precisely, Mr. Tagando? <laughs> Precisely a quarter to eight, sir. Great! Blue Heron, let's move! You see, I just passed word to Harvey Dent that I planted a bomb under his precious beard, too. And the clock is ticking. He'll be apoplectic. I can't wait to see the look on his face. My pluralized it. Harvey. To patrons of this broadcast, we regret to inform you that the remainder of Bruce Wayne's high-living night out on the town has been cancelled by an unexpected contingency. In its place, we offer a scene of maritime mayhem breaking against the shore between life and death in Gotham City. Thank you for your patience. Pier 2 is just a short distance from the museum.
following is an encore presentation. Tonight on the award-winning docu-series Ghosts of Gotham, we take you back to that dark night the Joker was born. <laughs> Five years ago, he emerged from an accidental fall into a vat of chemical waste transformed from an ordinary hoodlum to Gotham's public enemy number one. The Clown Prince of Crime. The Harlequin of Hate. Everyone in Gotham City knows who he is, but no one knows who he was. Even the underworld never knew his true name. Before the chemicals changed him, he was simply the anonymous leader of the Red Hood Gang. Of the Red Hood Gang, repeat, all units be advised, Red Hood Gang is heavily armed. They were a coterie of crimson cap thugs responsible for a string of unusually violent, but otherwise unremarkable petty crimes. Until one fateful night, the leader of the Red Hood gang was cornered by the Batman on a high catwalk in the Ace Chemical Plant, as seen here in this dramatic reenactment. You will never catch me, Batman. Ha, 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 ha. This is what I say, me, the leader of the Red Hood gang. But the man who would become the Joker tempted fate with his arrogant words. Come and get me, Batman, if you think you can catch me by running. Ha ha ha. <laughs> newsflash! We interrupt this freaking program for a newsflash. This is a freaking breaking news bulletin from Joker News Network. <laughs> Joker. What does it mean? Good evening, Gotham City. I'm JNN anchor person Charlie Charliehorse with shocking news just developing. Milos Kozlowski, a local actor slash limousine driver, is missing. Kozlowski is, of course, best known for playing the leader of the Red Hood gang on that cheapo true crime program. You know the one, the one that's constantly in reruns. Oh, sorry, encore presentation. Some have said the decision to cast a schlubby Polish immigrant as the devilishly handsome clown prince of crime was offbeat, even lazy, but au contraire. Every time they show that episode, which is a lot, Kozlowski dazzles late-night trash addicts with his enormous pit stains, steakhouse waistline, and a playful lack of aptitude with the rhythms of English speech. This reporter sure hopes nothing happened to him, but... As I said, they rerun that episode a lot. Wouldn't surprise me if someone, somewhere, finally reached their limit. JNN will keep you updated as details of the missing Joker impersonator become available. We now return you to Ghosts of Gotham, already in progress. Gee, I wonder if it's a rerun. The Red Hood was submerged completely in a roiling mixture of unknown chemicals. The toxic baptism not only bleached his skin, powerful psychoactive effects remade his mind. The Joker himself has said it was like being forced to witness an autopsy of his own sanity. Whatever was in that vat of chemical waste, it pushed this ordinary lowlife past the point of madness. Ha he he ho ha ho! The Red Hood was no more. He now called himself the Joker. I now call myself the Joker. Why are you so serious? Ha ha ho ho! Wait until you are getting a load of meat! Joker News Network!
network. It's a freaking newsflash. Everybody freak out. Don't that joke Breaking news once again. It's with a heavy heart we can now confirm that Milos Kozlowski, the relentless rerun presence with the world's worst Joker impression, has been found dead in a highly suspicious suicide. The talented Polish thespian killed himself by jumping out of a basement window. Friends say he had been depressed ever since he bought a pair of water skis but couldn't find a lake with a hill in it. Things got worse when he couldn't make ice cubes because he lost the recipe. And bad luck came in threes, as last month he got severe frostbite waiting outside a theater for a movie called Closed for Winter. That news again, Milos Kozlowski is dead of highly unnatural causes. His final wish was to be buried at sea, but he didn't want anyone to drown while digging his grave. Instead, he'll be laid to rest in a paper bag since it's a cinch he could never act his way out of it. Rest in peace, Milos Kozlowski. You might be fertilizing daisies, but look on the bright side. Your death scene was your finest performance. Turns out there was acting talent inside that guy all along. The Joker just needed to pull it out with some pliers. This has been the Joker News Network. When news breaks, we stab you with the shards. You know what you did. Gotham, a city built at the intersection of destiny and despair. Join us now for a continuing tale of life and death in Gotham City. Pier 2, the Gotham waterfront. The busy buzz and clamor of illegal commerce proceeds as normal for a winter's evening, while just underneath, a desperate scene is taking place amongst its trusses and scaffolding. You idiot. Time's running out. This thing's gonna blow. Then what? Uh, hold on. We still have time. We can find the bomb. Just don't look down. Hanging precariously from the underside of the towering structure is a harrowed Harvey Dent, frantically in search of the devastating explosive planted by the penguin. Hand over hand, he clambers painstakingly amongst the trusses, dangling high above the crashing waves. Where is it? Where is it? I'm looking. Do not see me looking. Oh, what is that? Cheap crack about my eye? I had an accident, you insensitive prick. Oh, shut up, you imbecile. We're running out of time. Ah. He misjudges a handhold. He grabs thin air. Yeah! Oh, don't drop the gun! You moron! Be careful. It's a long freaking drop into the drink. Listen, listen, shut up. I need you to shut up. Time is rapidly elapsing, but Hope arrives wearing a grim cowl and cape. Batman to Robin. Maintain your position. I've found Harvey. Copy that, Batman. Harvey, get down from there. Batman, leave us alone. Harvey! Harvey, you're not well. Even for you. You've been falling apart since the rooftop in Little China. Oh, no, you don't. Don't blame us for this, Batman. The bird set us up. He's telling the truth, Batman. We're trying to stop a bomb for once. No one's blaming you, Harvey. I'm here to help. We can't let this happen, Batman. If Pier 2 blows up, then what? It's it's a catastrophe, a fiasco, a, 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 a discombobulation of the fundamental... Oh, cork it, jackass! Nobody wants the pier to blow up, Harvey. Objection. Hearsay. I don't think Council has examined the sworn testimony of the Penguin. That fat turkey's trying to boil our noodle here, Bats. Cause he knows if he blows up Pier 2, then Pier 3 is Pier 2, but it ain't. It ain't. It's, 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 it's Pier 3. 
But there's 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 got to be a second pier. But if there ain't a pier two, Harvey, then three. Let me look for the bomb. No, no, You're not no, well. Not on you need to get watch. to safety. Objection! I don't think this court recognizes the mystery man in the bat costume as a mental health expert. Harvey, listen to me. You're unraveling. We have less than four minutes to find that bomb. There are dozens of people up there on the pier. The blast radius will be at least a thousand yards. Shut up. A million tons shut of up. steel and concrete. Ah, uh, dozens, thousand, million. Shut up, shut up, shut up with all the freaking numbers, Batman. Don't you think that's the trouble with this stinking world? All your damn numbers. I'm talking to Harvey. I'm not talking to you. You're insane. But what if he's not, Batman? Harvey, listen to me. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Don't listen, he says. <laughs> I can't believe I've never thought of that. Just not listening. I told you, Bats. Harvey's a kind of, what you call, captive audience. And I'm going to wise him up if it kills us both. Harvey, fight it. I can't, Batman. All day long, he's at me. He says we're all deceived. What I said is you're all suckers. He doesn't believe in numbers, Batman. He says they aren't real. They ain't. Numbers, math, all your times, tables, it's a stinking lie. He says he's never counted past two, Batman, ever. He, 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 he never needed to. He says everything, everywhere, all the way down to a fracture of an atom is half a matched pair, and it's bloody beautiful. Wake up, all you rats lined up behind the piper. You're ignorant till you wise up. And if you ain't the fish hook, then you're the worm, you stupid friggin' mutts. Batman, he sees such beautiful binaries everywhere. It's so simple. There's a dead cat in the box, right? But don't open it or you'll kill him. You see? <laughs> don't kill the dead cat or Mr. Schrodinger will keep you after class. The words are utter madness, but the voice is a cry for help from a friend in pain. The eye of Harvey Dent looks out at Batman from far away, pleading. Harvey, it's going to be okay. Maybe we can both escape, you and I. The two of us. The... the two? That's right, Harvey. Just... But at that moment, Harvey's eye lights on the bomb, its precious seconds draining away like lifeblood. Batman, the bomb. I see it. I think I can reach it. Harvey, don't! You'll lose your grip! He reaches. Batman! It falls. Batman flies to the bomb. Two-Face struggles in the roiling surf. Help me! Batman! Swim, Harvey! Batman! Help! Help me! I have to disarm the bomb, Harvey. You know how to swim. Yes! I do, but... He doesn't! Shut up! Don't tell him that! Why don't you just... As his friend struggles to stay afloat, the truth pierces through Batman like the point of an icicle. Oh, no. Robin to Batman. What's going on down there? Did someone fall? I've located the bomb, trying to disarm. Just seconds left. I'm coming down. Negative. I need you up there to evacuate civilians from the pier. Hang on, Harvey. But in the pitching surf, Batman's words go unheard. Robin. Help. Shut up. Weak. Harvey Dent struggles as if to keep two Stop drowning men afloat. And he panicking. is losing. Just let me swim. I ain't panicking. You're always drunk. You really ain't me. You think you're better than me? Let's see if you drown better than me. You thick-headed simp. We're gonna die. Oh, are you scared? Ha! I can't wait. 
I hate your chicken fry guts, you coward! Harvey! I can't wait to see you in hell! Please! He'll kill us both, Batman! But Batman cannot save both his friend and Beer, too. And as Harvey Dent sinks beneath the waves, again, Batman sees his friend looking back at him from deep inside one good eye. It's almost like Harvey Dent can see beyond the mask of the bat into the face of a friend failing. <laughs> But there is no time for blame. Batman to Robin. High yield explosive discharge imminent. Where are you, Batman? No time to finish the disarm sequence. I'm gonna launch it clear of the structure by Batapult. I don't know if the pier will withstand the concussion. Brace for detonation, Robin. The blast knocks Batman from his precarious perch, and he plummets into the black harbor below. After a seeming eon of agony, Batman comes up from the waves. The pier is still standing. Wasting no time, the Dark Knight goes back under to find his fallen friend. Again and again, he descends to the depths. Again and again, he finds nothing. Batman to Robin. There's a lot of debris, but there's no body. It's probable Two-Face survived. But even if he did, I failed him. And that look on his face before he went under, he knew it. Robin, I may have just lost Harvey Dent forever. But Batman, everything's all right up here. You saved the pier. That you could have died, and you won. Won. We live to fight another day, Robin. That's all it ever is. Rendezvous with the Batmobile. Batman out. What does it profit a man if he saves the world but loses his place in it? A question commonly asked in the course of life and death in Gotham City. professional and buy the book. continued. Batman The Audio Adventures, written and directed by Dennis McNicholas, based on the DC comic Batman, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger, based on characters from DC Comics, with performances by 
Jeffrey Wright, Ike Barinholtz, Heidi Gardner, Toby Huss, John Leguizamo, Seth Myers, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Paula Pell, Katie Rich, Paul Shear, Pete Schultz, Brooke Shields, Brent Spiner, Melissa Villasenor, Ray Wise, Doug Bossy, Ellis Hall, Erica Phillips, Rosie Phillips, Tony Phillips, Robbie Wyckoff. Executive produced by John Berg. Executive produced by Killian Van Rensler, Deborah Henderson, and Jordana Freiberg. Produced by Dennis McNicholas. Produced by Angela Petrella. Music by Doug Bossy. Sound recording, design, and mixing by Big Yellow Duck. Sound design, mixing, dialogue editing, and re-recording mixing by Chris Gibney. Production manager, Kay Tinder. Post supervisor, Deanna Saracino. Writer's assistants, Trey Woodard and Scott Weinstein. Additional sound recording by Iceman Audio. Production legal, Jordan Rock. Production accounting, Reva Jones and Stephen D. Smith. Original songs by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. Special thanks, Bill Weinstein and Brian Besser. Production services provided by Insurrection Media. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity to any actual person, living or dead, or to any actual events, firms, places, and institutions or other entities is coincidental and unintentional. This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution. Country of first publication, United States of America. Batman The Audio Adventures. Copyright 2019 Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Batman and all related characters and elements are trademark and copyright DC Comics. All rights reserved.